Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. How do you feel great on vacation? Like, really good? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sand beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll immerse yourself in natural wonder and find your center on an island where things move at your speed. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America Wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. The 6.30 Chad Studios, helping us out the next couple of days, is Cody Jansen. Reed Wilkins will join us today at 1.35. And uh, in the next minute and a half or so, we should hear from Glenn Gullitson. He is the Edmonton Oilers assistant coach. Uh, he had the Oilers power play number one at the league at the time of the pause. The second hour of Oilers now is brought to you by Digitex, who wish you and yours all the best during these uncertain times. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. You can text us. we got lots of texts coming in at 780-496-0063 on our Ashley Fine Floors text line. Ashley Fine Floors, providing winning results for over 35 years. We're on Twitter. At Oilers Now, you can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stauffer. And uh, Cody Jansen is back at the 630 Chad Studios. Brennan is available at Brennan Escott. Brennan with two E's, Escott with two T's. I do want to tell you, Brent Ridge Ford with Tasco focused on your health and peace of mind. Right now, they're offering special discounts to those battling COVID-19 pandemic and on the front lines, including Canadian Forces personnel, first responders, professional health workers, pharmacists and pharmacy techs find out about how brent ridge ford is built to lend a hand by calling 1-877-477-3673 or visit brentridge.com cody do we have glenn yet we do not yet okay well we'll uh we'll continue to read a couple texts i'll let me just uh send them something right now a reminder Oh, these sort of things happen. It's called live radio. Uh, that's kind of how it works. Kind of how it works. These sort of things happen once in a while. And uh, hmm. Cody, here's here's what I'm going to ask you to do. Can you? Uh, we'll go to uh, we'll go to break here. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Momentarily. Uh, just th- throw in a couple commercials, and when we come back, we'll see if we've got Glenn lined up. Okay? Hi, this is Mike Smith from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 6:30. Chet. Thanks, Mike. Well, we're gonna do uh, we're gonna flip the guests here and see if we can work on lining up uh, Glenn Gulson maybe for 1:35 today. But Reed Wilkins from Inside Sports joins us right now. Reed, how you doing? I'm doing great, Bob. Great to be on the show again, buddy. Yeah, I'm going to ask you, uh, Reed, uh, the same questions I was going to ask the guest here in this segment. Uh, number one, uh, what do you think is the major reason why you had the number one ranked power play in the league at the time that we had the pause? <laughs> well, I think that uh, Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl being on the power play were pretty helpful. <laughs> and they and they pretty much kept that unit out for the whole two minutes. So if you didn't score in the first minute 50, you still had a chance to do it in in the last 10 seconds. But you know what is interesting about that, Bob? And it, they, I mean, the talent on that power play is obvious, but weren't they second last, uh, the second worst power play in the league the year after they made the playoffs? Like, I yes. believe the power play was really poor with some of the same personnel on it. But I, I think, obviously, Dreisaitl embraced the one-timer and found more than one way to score in terms of angling his body and deflecting pucks, getting the shot off quickly. And I think Clefbaum being back there, I mean, he missed a lot of time last year when Nurse had to fill in, and, and Nurse wasn't as good on the power play. And I, I really think Clefbaum was a major contributor to that as well because he, uh, he can one-time the puck. He's a pretty good passer. He was pretty good at holding the puck in at the blue line, often with his feet, and all those things added up to more opportunities and more goals. Yeah, to me, they got three guys in the one three one. The three, they're all first-line power play guys. Like, there's no denying McDavid, Drysaddle, and Nugent Hopkins – is is not a first line player points per 60 at center but probably is as a winger and when he's on the power play he has been a first line points per game guy since coming in late let's not forget the Oilers had the third ranked power play in the nhl back in 2011 2012 under ralph krueger they were eighth in the lockout year 12 13 when they only play teams from the same conference which is kind of interesting speaking of uh playing the same teams we're going to switch focus uh we we both have a lot of time uh, for, and this show is called Oilers Now. We talk NHL, and we'll get back to the Canada Cup in a second. But uh, some news came out of the Canada West today involving how the universities are going to do things moving forward. And maybe you can educate our listeners on, on what might be happening with things like Golden Bears hockey and Golden Bears football, two of the more high-profile programs at the U of A. Yeah, for sure. Well, what Canada West did was they announced the formats for the schedules 
for the sports for 2021. Now, they did not announce the exact schedule, so you can't look up who the Bears are playing November 20th or or whenever, but they, they came out with the format if they are able to play, and I think it's important we still have to say if they're able to play, but in terms of hockey, it'll be a 20-game season instead of 28. They will still travel and, and likely fly for the longer trip, so they'll play, uh, as the Golden Bears will play every other team in the league twice, and then they'll play an extra game against Mount Royal, an extra game against Calgary, and two extra games against McEwen. Uh, McEwen and Trinity Western joining the league for this year. Lethbridge is now out. So that that gets you to 20 games. So still a pretty, you know, they haven't cut it quite in half, but they're taking a few weekends off. Football, they're just going to play every team once. They're just going to play five games. So you won't have the same amount of games home and away. And and the other sports, volleyball, basketball, they're basically going to divide it into provinces. So BC will be one division. Alberta will be another division. And Sask and Manitoba will be together. Now, they have not announced what playoff formats are, are, are going to be, and I guess probably because they still have to see how realistic it is to even have a regular season once we get there. Yeah, well, I mean, let's face it. They don't really need – they're not a sport. Like, I mean, the American Hockey League need fans. The Western Hockey League need fans. Uh, University of Hockey doesn't have fans in a lot of markets. I mean, Saskatchewan and Alberta are the only two places. And then in terms of the football uh, – I, 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 so are you saying that the, the Golden Bears, the way it's set up right now in hockey, would only play teams from the province of Alberta? No, no, sorry, Bob. Hockey's playing everybody. Hockey's playing everybody twice. Okay, so that gets you to so for the Bears that gets you to sixteen games because there are eight other teams. Okay, then they'll play McEwen, two extra games. Okay, okay. Calgary one extra game, Mount Royal one extra game. That gets you twenty. Basketball and volleyball specifically are staying inside the province, so they'll be playing the same teams four or five times each throughout throughout the fall and winter. Well, yeah, we're gonna. Uh, this whole thing is just. Reed, it's just crazy. I mean, how, you know, how, uh, how, I mean, we're, you know, we're sitting here on a show called Oilers now with a team that was headed to the playoffs. We have no idea if we're even going to get a chance to get set up. There is a certain, uh, a certain segment of the population that says, nope, uh, no sports, no nothing, uh, until we get a vaccine, which I don't think is realistic. Um, and then there's another group that says, you know, take a look at how things are going in Western Canada here. Can we not start getting back to normalcy? Uh, th- there's others that will sit there and say, read, you know, 22% of the private sector across the country have, uh, you know, seen job loss. Only 45 to 5.5%, depending on uh, national versus provincial numbers in the public sector, have experienced that same pain. And maybe perspectives are different as a result of that. Is this is this is incredibly interesting times? Do you get bogged down? Like I mean, we've talked. To, what I find is on Mondays we tend to talk about it more and then move more to uh, sports. But do you find that you? I mean, you can't help but talk about it because it's completely connected to whether or not we're going to get a jump start in the NHL season. The AHL concluded their season today. We've got uh, you know the Portland Winterhawks in trouble financially. Away we go. Well, I think there will be pro sports before there's a vaccine. And I mean, you know, Major League Baseball's, I think if they said tomorrow they're going to announce some plans. I mean, clearly the NHL and the NBA are 
doing everything they can to figure out a, a way to, to finish their seasons. For the NHL, it might be in the fall. I mean, the playoffs could be September 15th to November 15th, and then the new the new season could start January 1st, and maybe it's 60 games. I, like, I, I think it's... Yeah, I mean, look, we're all we're all speculating at this point, and I think we all got to be careful because we do, we don't have medical degrees. But it it seems like they will figure out a way to play before yeah. there's a vaccine. But are there going to be fans in the arenas and in the stadiums? I'm really curious to see what the NFL is going to do. Um, I mean, the NFL is so much bigger, even in the context of the big four, but like, it's almost like there's the, the big one in North America is the NFL. Yep. And then, and then the, the pretty big three, you know, not quite the, not quite as big three, but the NFL can kind of, it, like, it almost operates on its own agenda. So it's interesting to see what they're going to do. And they can clearly operate without, without fans. fans. And, yeah. and and I saw that um, one of the, uh, I can't remember if it was Taiwan or Korea, but where they brought baseball back, they're just piping in crowd noise and supporter chants and having, you know, signage in the seats and all that kind of stuff. So I'm sure the NFL could pull something like that off if they wanted to. You know, I, I heard Mark uh, Mark's text, and he, he listens to Inside Sports, and Mark's actually been in studio on Inside Sports because we had some fun. Uh, he, he runs the Edmonton Table Hockey League. We profiled them a couple summers ago. I did not, no, I did not know that. I, geez, I yeah. did not know that he'd been in studio on your show. And, and he, and he a, a player in Edmonton is is one of the highest ranked players in North America, and he's only like 700th in the world because they're so good in Europe at, at table hockey. But that's a, that's the thing. But the, the Sweden the, the Sweden argument, Bob, is an interesting one. And I heard you give the rates. And it's not as if Sweden hasn't shut down. They just haven't shut down to the extent Canada has. I mean, they do have social distancing. They are limiting mass, mass gatherings. They're telling seniors to to isolate. And, and the death rate in Sweden is quite high. And I, I don't know high. if ultimately we would be comfortable with that in Canada. Now, perhaps the real story is 12 to 24 months away in terms of what was the best way to handle it. So that's well, kind of why yeah. the numbers are interesting. But I don't know if there's any... Any any opinion that can say it's absolutely right at this point? Well, we know that doing nothing was not a good approach because we saw what happened in those countries. But in terms of way to handle the quarantine and the isolation, I don't know if we'll really know what was the best for a year or two. Well, we're going to need more information, and that's you know we had a, a less information you know nine nine months or nine weeks ago, and uh, you know a lot of the models were based upon a guy out of England. Um, and there's been, and there, I think it affects different regions differently. And look no further. Like if you're in Edmonton, Reed, you're sitting there, and I go, well, they had 934 tests in a 24 hour period, and zero came back positive. Okay, that's pretty good. If you're in Montreal, for if I'm hosting Montreal, you know, Canadians now, it's it's a different level of concern with what they're going through there. It's just, I mean, take a look at the numbers. I mean, there's been 12 deaths in Edmonton in nine weeks, and there are over 1,800 deaths in Montreal. We're not even counting Laval, a suburb of Montreal, where they've got another three to 400 deaths. It's, it's crazy. The one thing that was predictable, though, for me, was the amount of uh, challenges we were going to have in old age facilities. And I go back to Paul Martin wanting to nationalize that circa 2003 to 2006. All right, let's get to some fun stuff, Reed. Okay. Right? Here we <laughs> yes. go. And uh, by the way, we do have Glenn Galson lined up for 135. So thank you. Uh, you watched uh, Game Three of the 1987 Canada Cup. How old were you reading in '87? By the way, 
in the fall of 80, well, I guess August and September of 87, I was 13. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, I definitely remember the games. And as I've told you and Bob and told listeners, I, I haven't been a big fan of watching sporting events that I've already seen. But the Game 3 of the 87 Canada Cup was an exception. I mean, it's 33 years ago, so it's not as if I remember everything. And I, I missed the first Soviet goal, but I basically saw the whole game. And I, I really enjoyed watching that game, you know, seeing the all the former players, kind of, you know, in their prime and going at it and a, and a young Mario and, and the fans going crazy and the Canadian comeback. couple of things, besides, obviously, the, the greatness of... Gretzky, how he just controlled the pace of the game and Lemieux's size and skill, how he could just hold off two or three checkers and still make a play. I got to say, Bob, Dale Howarchuk really stood out for me. And, and I, I know he's a Hall of Famer, had a great career. I, I want to ask you something, too. Is Dale Howarchuk still underrated and underappreciated, maybe because he was overshadowed in that division and the first few Jets teams he was, he, you know, he played on weren't very good I, I just thought he was excellent in that game the way he controlled the puck he looked bigger than I remembered him being you know he made a nice pass from behind the net and clearly the um the legal was it was that really even legal interference Bob on the Russian back checker that's, on the that's just a, but I thought he was just, great in that game that's just a pick what I would say about Dale Howard check the Winnipeg Jets for me in 85 and 87 were a top five team in the NHL I'm pretty sure if you take a look at their, they, they probably finished in the, you know, they were they were right there. Like the three of the five best teams in the league were in the Smythe division at that time. And so Winnipeg, in many respects, uh, you know, it's kind of like I think the Quebec Nordiques in the early 1980s were a little bit of an underrated team too. Like they went to round three in 82, knocked off the Canadians, knocked off the... Bruins, uh, both on the road in Game Five against Montreal, Game Seven in Boston. That's you know Quebec had seven guys that had over seventy plus points as forwards, including Peter Stashny that had one hundred thirty nine. Like Howard Chuck, Howard Chuck was a pretty good player. He didn't have anywhere near the support. Um, but saying that, I, I would say to you that was his best game in the Canada Cup, and I would rate him no better than Canada's fifth best forward. But I also have an Edmonton bias. So, well, sure, and, and being the fifth best forward on that team means you're still a pretty darn good hockey player. Pretty. But, the one, the one thing I will say, Reed, like when you watch it, Canada is so much more skilled and so much more disciplined now than they were. Like they're they're lucky they escaped that first period in '87, Game Three, because they were on the stuff they were doing and the edge that they were playing at. If that had been refed in an international style of fashion, no way they survive it. Well, we, and I wanted to bring up Koharski as well. And, and watching that game, I, I thought, how did anybody ref in this era? Because there is so much interference, so much high-sticking, so many shots after the whistle. I mean, there were a couple of plays where guys, players were blatantly going for knee-on-knee hits and, and forcing a player to jump out of the way. But maybe Koharski's biggest impact in that game, Bob, was on Canada's first goal. I mean, Russia had the puck on the right wing, simple little pass to the middle to clear it. And Koharski was in the way, and he didn't hop out of the way in time. And Canada transitioned the puck right back to the net, and that led to, to Tockett's goal, and that got Canada back into the game. But yeah, but I was just I was just struck by how many plays like were are obvious penalties now in today's game, or would, or players wouldn't even bother it's doing now because they, type they wouldn't even today. think they could get away with it. It's a completely different type of game. Hey, Reed, uh, what do you got coming up tonight on Inside Sports? 
Okay, we are going to have Todd McFarlane on the show, former member of the Edmonton Investors Group and uh, comic book creator, memorabilia collector, uh, memorabilia maker, all this kind of cool stuff. We'll talk to Brad Malone from the Condors about uh, the AHL season being cancelled and we'll have some reaction to the Canada West uh, announcements as well, Bob. All right, great stuff. That's Reed Wilkins from Inside Sports. Thanks, Reed. Yep. Glenn Gulson will join us just after 1.30. Do want to mention to you, I talked a bit about uh, Brent Ridge Ford. Ford Canada has uh, repurposed their factory in Windsor to build face shields for the healthcare professionals, and Brent Ridge Ford delivered them to the Wetaskiwin Health Foundation last week. Go out and see Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the gang at Brent Ridge Ford at one 477 3673 or visit brentridge.com. Global News Weather Traffic Update with Eileen coming up. And then when we return, Glenn Gullitson on Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.